Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine, a podcast where we believe that music is best enjoyed with a drink in your hand. Every week we create original craft cocktails and mocktails to pair with the songs of our favorite artists and invite them into the bar for a toast. So sit back, put up your feet, and enjoy a cold one on us. If you're a fan of the show or maybe just entering the bar for the first time, be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you're listening right now. And if you'd like to buy us around, check out our Patreon at the bottom of the episode description. I'm your host, Anthony, and it's officially spooky season. That's right, it's the first week of October, so it's finally time to take down last year's Christmas decorations and pretend that the cobwebs in your doorway were bought from Spirit Halloween. Not only that, but it's also time for our monthly roundtable, the episode where we break down all of the nonsense of the past 30 days and cross our fingers that the next 30 will be better. But... We all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I enlisted a couple of people, pumpkin shopping in Birkenstocks and cutoffs, to help me cap off September 2023, and they are... Kaylin, your cocktail artist. Uh, Eric, the resident uh, never nude. There are dozens of us. (laughs) Never nude? Like, you're always clothed? There are dozens of us, and we work cutoffs. Is that a copyright thing? Am I allowed to say that? There are dozens of us. <laughs> it's a reference to a show. Cheaper by the dozen? That's Yes, that's what it's about. That's the one, yes. The Steve absolutely. Martin movie oh, okay. is all about never nudes. But you know, we actually have a guest today. Rounding out our panel is a day one fan and longtime friend of the pod. She's a musician who used to front the LA alt rock band Inkblot and has since started her career as a solo artist. Her first single, Try, is on Bandcamp right now, so pause the podcast and go listen to it. Well, actually, you need her name first. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Madeline May to the pod. Hi, thank you for having me on the show. Finally. Finally. We, yeah, we've been, I mean, like, you've been here since, like, four years ago, bugging us and I bugging mean, us. I mean, I've even edited the fucking show for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last episode, if you heard us saying, Madeline, cut that, that's, that's Madeline. And then, of course, she also credit me in the episode. I hope I don't listen to the show, so I don't know. (laughs) But I hope you do at least credit me. (laughs) Wait, so you've edited it, but you don't actually listen to it when you're editing? Yeah. How does that work? I'm basically half AI. Oh, so it's it's it's, that's right through my uh, on my mother's side, mainly. (laughs) Uh, that tracks. I have Skynet on my. <laughs> Skynet is that, a, is that a Polish name? Yeah. <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Like Borat. It's know. Austrian, actually. <laughs> well, you know, you we know what it sounds like to me. That sounds like from the Spy Kids movie, the guys that talk backwards. Oh yeah, the thumb thumbs. Oh, the thumb thumbs thumb thumb. or whatever. So is a madman. Help us, save us. Oh my god. So terrifying. was so demented and horrible. I think that's what's wrong with our generation is that they made the movie Spy Kids and we all watched it. Did you guys see Spy Kids two as well? I, I skipped saw that. To, I, I saw up to three D at least. There's a new Spy Kids movie coming to Netflix next month. Is it yeah. the same cast? They're just yes. older. Yes, everyone's thirty. <laughs> oh, no. Because we all millennials feel like children still we have like a show that we actually need to do and in fact Aww, i want to get into the bar asap but to do that I, you know we didn't brief you on this so i just want to see what you have on your person do you have anything you can show the bouncer he'll take anything do you got change in your pocket maybe like 
a hair clip. What you've got? I, a scrun- <laughs> you've got your scrunchie. Oh yeah, I um I have this Sailor Moon themed uh scr- and Sailor Moon themed phone case. There goes my cup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my uh my my Sailor Moon themed hair scrunchie, which has uh little bunnies on it, which is a reference to the character Busagi, Sailor Moon. And then I just have straight up Sailor Moon on the back of my phone because I am a gigantic dork and I love it. Do those count as entry into the um like we said the, the bouncer accepts anything he's the, actually a ghost the only thing he, he, he sounds does like he needs to be fired then probably. He can't the fire only him. Thing he's haunting he, the fucking bar the only Aww. thing he doesn't accept is bribes that's it he's a man of principles that and he has no use for money that's true yeah he's already paid his toll to the afterlife so he, he no paid longer. his toll to the he paid the troll toll to get into the boys hole yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> well you know here we are What's everyone's song of the month, Ben, and what are you pairing with it? I feel like I'm going to cop out here, but my song of September is always September. Love it so much. Earth, Wind, Um, and Fire? Earth, Wind, and Fire, for sure. Uh, And I'm going to pair sobriety with it because I haven't been drinking very much uh, as of lately. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm going to try not to drink in October, so we'll see how that all goes. When we're in our 30s, that seems to be like the thing. We go out once, we get really hungover, and we're like, that's it, I'm never drinking again. And then we go sober for a month, and then it all happens again. Just another thing, I'm not dumb enough to tell myself that I'm never drinking again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to get served ads for, like, alcohol probiotics, like, that you're supposed to take before you go out. Yep, yep. Anthony, you're at at that age. Yeah, I'm also gonna, I'm starting to get, like, prostate check ads as well, which is weird that they have ads for that. Uh, they have it's ads for all sorts of medical things they shouldn't. Well, it's just a blood wanna... test now, Anthony. Don't get too excited. Oh, yeah, damn. you don't get a finger up your butt for that Do one Do they anymore. put a finger in my blood? Maybe. Yeah, actually, I it's make those machines. It's a special request. You make the, 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 oh, wow, you do. The put, you put the finger in the blood machines? Yeah, that's what I work on at work. <laughs> well, that that was what, what's her name was working on before she went to prison? Martha Stewart? No, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, yes. the, the, the biochem oh, lady. Oh, like, uh, um, what's her uh, name? female Steve oh, Jobs. Female Steve Jobs, yeah. Yep. Female yep. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Kaylin, Madeline, do you have a song of the month for us? Um, well, I was just going through my uh, Spotify to prepare for that question. Yeah, I've been uh, one of my favorite bands is Death Cab for Cutie, and I've been re-examining transatlanticism. Mm, and yeah. I have been—I forgot how much I love the song "Sound of Settling." So I've been really into that one. Judging by Spotify, I put that on uh, quite a bit. I—it I, I, just has this nice kind of like Beatles-esque kind of beat and rhythm, which I'm I'm always been a, a big fan of, and I think the song itself is also very funny. It's about literally just like settling, and I think that's just a, a fun way to to do a, a, a love song, which is like I like Death Caps. They always kind of make like the worst things imaginable sound like really nice. Oh yeah, poetic. like like killing yourself after your um your partner dies. Yeah, mm-hmm. or just like finding uh, your ID in your glove compartment, <laughs> which is one of their wow. songs. <laughs> I think that's also on transatlantic. That sounds so basic, but they probably make it so interesting. Oh, it's somehow. emo. You know, I guess that's so weird to think about that. Death Cab is technically emo, but they are. 
but it's like that Midwest like sadness about just everything. And I'm like, that's such a mood for me. Like I totally feel that. People from the Midwest really are sad about everything because yeah. they're from the Midwest and they have to have casserole more often than anyone else in this country. Oh my God. What's my excuse for being depressed all the time? I live in California. I, I Spotify once recommended me like the sad girl playlist. And I'm like, why would you do this? I'm shocked. I've Red. what the fuck? Spotify hates me. I'm like surprised I've never gotten of, that. Like, two girls looking like they're about to like lesbian like murder suicide each other. I'm like, that's hot. How do you know me this well? It's very <laughs> upsetting. And Madeline, what are you sipping on while you're listening to Death Cab? Oh, I'm having a beer for sure, right? <laughs> it's it's Death Cab. I'll probably drink the the IPA, just the one that That's I like. That's what you always drink. Because I'm a fucking <laughs> no hipster. What I'm you're a listening hipster. To. <laughs> That's right. I'm gross. I'm a gross. Uh, I, I belong in the Pacific Northwest. If anybody in Portland or Washington wants to adopt me. <laughs> probably She's a be. friendly house cat that would love I to be am. adopted. Oh my God. I won't clean at all, um, but you should have me there. I'll be your friendly cat wife. Maid. That does sound like a house cat. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kaylin, what about you? What are you, uh, what was your song of September? So my song of September is Punisher by K Flay. It's so fucking dark and powerful. It's like, I don't know. I feel like, I should be like on a train or on a bike journeying somewhere by myself with this just like thumping. And she creates this like whole mood and it's deep and it makes you feel like everything that you're headed towards is kind of right, but also kind of wrong. <laughs> that feels of, like September. It's kind of wild. The first time I listened to it, I was just kind of taken aback by the first like it literally starts like thumping at you. And you kind of just start to like vibe with it for a second. And then she comes in with the vocals and you're just like, oh, okay, this is going to take me for a fucking ride right now. And what's uh, what's your drink of choice for this song? Well, I feel like I've been drinking so much White Claw lately because that's just what the friends have been having at their place. But I don't want to drink that with this. I want it to be much more nuanced than that. What about the Topo Chico ranch water? No, that's too, that's a little too Texas for this. No, it needs to be something like a whiskey sour. Not even a whiskey sour. It needs to just be like like a whiskey neat. Mm. That's what I'll say. I like that you're calling me out for drinking an IPA when you have mostly been drinking our generation's Pat's Blue Ribbon, <laughs> which I think is, is amazing. Someone actually offered me a PBR last night. And I looked at her and I was like, no, I don't, oh I don't love I don't, it. But it. if I'm not paying for the drinks, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Alcohol is alcohol. I, that's my motto. But the thing is, I've noticed White Claw, I've never felt like buzzed or drunk off of it. No, like, it's I'll drink like water, four of them I and I still feel like, all right, I'm good. Mm. Yeah, me and Drew, um, editor Drew is actually my roommate for people who don't know that. Nepotism. Nep that's how I got on the show. Um, also, I think most of it was like filmed. <laughs> most of the early episodes were filmed in my apartment. But we always joke about with White Claw. It's like, yeah, it's just uh, it just hydrates. <laughs> it's actually yes, good. It's, it's true. Yeah, you need it. If, if, you, yeah, you... if you're thirsty, you get a White Claw. Oh, so I guess I'm bringing up the rear with this one. Uh, this song that I've been really into in September that is kind of my mood is called We're All Gonna Die by Joy Aladakun and Noah Kahan. I, I love what Noah Kahan's doing right now. Joy, too. But it's like, it's very much a fuck it song. And every once in a while, we just need to say like, fuck it, we're all going to die. 
And in terms of the sound, it could be one of the best songs that Weezer wrote in the 2010s. We're past their prime at this point, but they're still making like fun music. So the the best way to describe it is kind of like right there. It's uh, kind of like tongue in cheek. It's got like these upbeat but fuzzy guitars and it's like hiding real sincere emotions inside cynicism because like that's what Gen X did, even mm-hmm. though these these two are millennials like Aww. through and through. I just want to be like, Cahoon. <laughs> they're Sorry. both doing amazing stuff myself. if you want to check them out. Like Noah Kahan is having his like big mainstream breakout moment and Joy, like she's coming up. She's coming up. She's going to be next very soon. And in terms of what to drink with this, I needed a fuck it drink. And I want to be clear, like I don't drink this. I was just like at a bar the other day and I saw pumpkin spice rum chata just like sitting up in the bar like it belonged there with like all the other liquor. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? And I feel like that (laughs) if you are shitty was this bar, Anthony. Uh, it was it was fine. And it's just like it drew my sure? eye. I'm like, it's it's that time of year again. You know what? Fuck it. I didn't drink it. But, you know, if I'm you going should've. if I'm going full fuck it, like with this song, it's pumpkin spice rum chata time, baby. Anthony, and, I got to say, you've got your that bottle of Topo Chico between your legs and you keep stroking it. And it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me out in front of all the listeners. Yeah. Like, stop. Look, it. it's my, 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 is that what we're calling? I thought that was his, for the Patreon. Is that what we're calling his penis for the censors? Yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's we can't say his he's cock. Yeah, no, he's completely naked. We have to say, okay. yeah, because Anthony's sitting there on, the, on, you know, he he entered the bar with clothes on, and all of a sudden we got inside the bar, and he was totally naked. Yeah, he is an always nude, um, which is a variation <laughs> yeah. on never nude. Yeah, it's yeah. that's what it's called. There is no other name for it. It's all. It's, it's only called always nude. There is never. Honestly, another I don't name remember for him it. having pants on even before we got in the bar. So that's just that's because you weren't paying attention. Oh, I was looking. <laughs> I just want to quickly say that this pumpkin spice uh, rum sounds delicious, and I am so basic. You were so. You were so. I would absolutely try that. You said that to me. I'm like, I kind of want to try it. I'm so not shocked. I would absolutely try that. That sounds kind of dope. (laughs) I'm not shocked that you want that. Hell yeah. (laughs) Maybe I wouldn't have it again because I think rum chata has dairy in it, and that would just be a bad time for everyone around Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, I don't, I don't do great with dairy either. I don't know if I'm lactose intolerant, but I'm I don't do great with it. Yeah, it said something weird about my family once and we just don't talk anymore. <laughs> as much as I want to continue this conversation, um our listeners don't have huge commutes, so we're going to get to like the meat of the show. <laughs> September has been quite a month and I chose like a few stories that happened in music for us to just talk about really quick and just give me like your hottest take. Like we want just like the steaming hot take for these. Well, I'm going to have to go have a bean burrito first for that. Oh my God. (laughs) That's not going to make any sense if you take out the previous part, Drew. So now it stays. (laughs) First up... Everyone, Eric, it's nice. It's so nice to meet you. Anyway, so the AI boom is happening all around us, whether we like it or not. Spotify a couple weeks ago reversed their decision to ban AI music. The CEO Daniel Ek said he supported a nuanced approach that allows AI in their library, but disapproves of AI impersonating artists without their consent. So he's speaking like specifically about the song Heart on My Sleeve that was completely made by AI that was mimicked by Drake and the Weeknd's voices that like shot up the charts immediately and then was just pulled right down. So what do y'all think of this? Like, do you think there is a place for AI in music creation or do you think it should just be banned outright? Not in the way that you describe it. Like if, if there's a song that's literally just like taking someone else's vocals and music and it's all made with it. No, that should be 
if not like illegal, like you should be able to be like, hey, sue that person or something. Like, no, I think that's despicable. And I do think that's the death of art. But I do think AI as a tool to assist in the creation of art is awesome and great. Like, to me, that feels just like a variation on like early synth se uh, sequencer kind of stuff. What is the intro to Bob O'Reilly by The Who, if not like a random assortment of sounds created by a computer? Is that AI or is that something else? I don't know. But I feel like if you're in that sense as a tool to enhance individual creativity, AI is probably fine. But no, most people are using it to make like the ugliest looking trailers I've ever seen in my entire life where everyone's faces looks like the the pig people from Twilight Zone. Oh and I just yeah, don't. And then they yeah. have like 18 fingers. Yeah, they have 18 little hot dog hands like in everything <laughs> everywhere. And I, Wait, was that movie made by AI? Are we just finding that out right now? It's Maybe. A good AI. Well, then I actually support AI if that... <laughs> <laughs> that's if that's the memory. case, then yes. yes I was absolutely. just having this conversation with, I mean, I feel like this conversation keeps coming up about, you know, AI. And I was talking to somebody about their fear of like, you know, technology and how everything's listening to you and technology is taking over. And I made the point of like, remember when in grocery stores, the self checkout thing started and everybody freaked the fuck out that the check stand clerk job was going to become obsolete because of these self checkout stands. But look at where we are now. We still have more checkout stands with human beings working in them than we do self checkout. And the self checkout also still needs a human being working at it. You can't have just a computer working on its own without some oversight, without a human touch to it. And I think that's the same thing with art, you know, you have to have that sort of human creativity because what a computer does is it compiles all of this existing knowledge, all this existing stuff that was in, in fact created by humans originally entered into the online system, if you will. And it searches through that and compiles all of those things together to spit out whatever the fuck you've entered in as its prompt. And I think that no matter what, no matter how far down this line we get, we are always going to need humans to oversee the AI world that is kind of upon us, even for myself, like I've used it for, you know, rewriting things that I already have, I'll have it like a starting point of something I've written, and I'll throw that into chat GPT and just be like, rewrite this. And it takes exactly what I wrote, and just makes it sound a little bit smarter. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes it works, and, and it's successful. And sometimes you get fucking nasty hot dog fingers out of it. <laughs> What's your take on all this, Eric? I think I very much agree with uh, Madeline on her take on that. I think it can be used as a, a very fun tool to kind of create beats and very much your whole point about synthesizers and whatnot. I mean, AI is just like what machine learning, right? Like it's just, it takes everything that's already in existence and creates something based off of those patterns. And you mentioned Bob O'Reilly. I kind of, I don't know how I never thought about that one being on a synth, but I mean, like I feel loved by Donna Summer also. Yes, like, that's, yeah. like that, that's like the epitome notoriously, of it. Yeah. yeah, notoriously known for its use of the Moog synthesizer, right? But like AI will do a similar thing. The, except the synthesizer is how they say it. Synthesizer? The synthesizer. <laughs> Synthesizer. Uh, <laughs> That's not a synthesizer. This is a synthesizer. Oh, was George Australian? Oi. I didn't know. Oi, what's all this no, then? Like <laughs> what's all this then? <laughs> anyway. Oi, God, summer, I created techno. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, but yeah, I think it can be used as a fun and useful tool to create, you know, certain things, like especially in music. 
but I definitely don't love the fact that there may be a time where I can't tell whether it was a song created by AI or a real person. I don't think we'll ever, like yeah, I don't think we'll ever get to that because AI music sucks. I, I don't know about this, this hit song. I never heard of it. But like, I think most AI songs or just AI anything just is just garbage. Like I see all of these AI videos like, oh, I told a computer to make a horror trailer and they show it to people. It's like, this looks like a, it's haunted. You made a haunted computer and it's like awful. It, it doesn't look good. So I think it's going to be like the, the best use of AI is like when um, when Autotune came out, right? People thought Autotune was going to be the end of the industry, but it just became another like artistic tool to add to a growing list of tools that artists and producers can use. And I think we're now at the point that like most people agree that like auto-tune as like an artistic effect, like how T-Pain shared did it is more interesting than people just correcting their voice with auto-tune. Like I feel like quality will just kind of come out and always win. I mean, I'm kind of optimistic about things like that, but also like AI, it's not smart. It's not a person. It's like a really, really good parrot. And yeah. it's not going to be anything other than at least the AI that they're talking about. They're not talking about Skynet. They're talking about like a really, really well detailed NPC and like an Elder Scrolls game. Like that's the <laughs> yeah. best they can do right now. Yeah. Chat GPT would create its own stuff until it got shot in the knee. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that so much that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think like my take is definitely like the same as everyone's here. Like it's a tool. It's a tool that is used to enhance like what you're already doing. It's a shortcut to like help you get to like the next step of creativity easier. For instance, with this episode, like we're in between copywriters right now. Lily, we love you and we're, we wish you the best on your journey. But like in researching this episode, like I took a lot of information that I gathered. I had the AI break it down into the digestible pieces so that I can look at it and cr- create a script out of it. And that's just what computers have been doing forever. They're just calling it AI because it's like cool, but no, like you've always just entered something into a computer. It's like a search engine. Well, it's we like have a calculator. Our, it is. It's a calculator. It's not. It's because it's like a really smart sounding calculator. People think, oh, it's alive and it's now my boyfriend. Like, no, that's not what's happening. Madeline, no. you do think that sometimes, though. But that specific one is <laughs> I don't. OK, look, I did not want to talk about. My boyfriend, Alan75, Alan75 Noblaza is a beautiful (laughs) thinking calculator. Hmm. Um, This next story is regarding football. So if anyone wants to check out, Uh, now is the time to do it. They have chosen American football, right? Yes, American football. That's not real football. The performer for the Super Bowl halftime show for next year has been chosen, and it is Usher. And this has actually sparked some discussion about... It's pronounced Ursher, actually. So Ursher has been chosen. (laughs) And this has sparked discussions about the NFL's efforts to diversify its performers. So like back in 2019, Jay-Z and Rock Nation partnered with the NFL to address the social issues that like came out of Kaepernick being canned back in 2017. It kind of like raised questions about the NFL's commitment to change overall. So I guess like my question for y'all is, is this a step forward for diversity and inclusion in football or is the NFL just using high profile artists like Usher, like Rihanna last year to kind of like deflect from its internal issues related to racism? Obviously they are. 
I, uh, I mean, I have continually said there's lots of things on the field that I'd like say and racism. There's there's there are commercials that are about diversity and inclusion. And to me, I'm like, none of that means anything until you address as an organization what happened with Colin Kaepernick. Right. Like that's there's nothing to be said. And granted, like, yes, there are steps that can be taken and all these things are impactful. But also you did this really horrendous thing. And now you're just trying to move on as if it didn't happen. Right. Yeah, and just so, putting, everyone putting artists of color on the stage doesn't take away a mistake made. And and for everyone who doesn't remember, this is um, back in 2015, Colin Kaepernick started the movement of players kneeling during the national anthem, which uh, angered a lot of people and got him slash not got him canned from the NFL as a, as a quarterback. It was very clearly a targeted attack against him, but they were like, no, 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 his stats just aren't that good. So there you go. Yeah, and there were people that were much worse than him like he could have had us maybe not necessarily back on the 49ers again but like many other teams could have used him and it would have been fine or a step up from what they had but yeah i mean it's just the the other thing that irks me everyone wants to make it about the national anthem whatever like he literally started kneeling because he got advice from a veteran so like all of those excuses don't mean anything there's just more excuses to be racist more or less Right. And people want to make it about his stats, but it's never been about that. So well, and I think the I issue, think the that... big issue with that that I have is like the idea that even in a setting like that, people aren't allowed to have agency, to have their own beliefs, to do what they choose to do in a situation where like, you know, like growing up in school, we were all expected to you know, hand over your heart and do the, you know, do the the Pledge of Allegiance, blah, blah, blah. And there were students like in some of my classes who religiously, you know, didn't believe to do that and didn't want to do that. And they were still forced to do it in a lot of those circumstances. Right. And I think even as adults, we in this country, we've made it so much further now and we are different as a society. We are more knowledgeable about things. I mean, God, we have access to so much information out there. And we know and so much more misinformation that, and too. so much misinformation, but we know more as a whole about the world and about history and about things that go on and about religion. And we can choose for ourselves or we should be able to choose for ourselves what to do in those moments and what we want to show that we believe. Mm hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the NFL still hasn't addressed that. They're just like, oh, look at all these pretty lights. Like, I think that you kind of like probably know where I fall on this based on the uh, the wording of that question. But, you know, that all said, Usher is a very fun artist. He had like he's had so many hits over the years. He um, made one of the all time greatest middle school dance hits with. Yeah, that if we if we all remember, of course, I remember. <laughs> I was in middle school and that came Oh my God! I was yes. in elementary school. So, I think, despite you know qu continuing questions about like the NFL grappling with diversity, are you going to watch the halftime show? No, the halftime show sucks. It's never been. <laughs> it's, go. I'm going to be grabbing it's, nachos it's, from the the food table. I will be. I will not be watching the Super Bowl again because it sucks and it's boring and football's boring. I literally just go for the food. I, yeah, you can't. Not even the commercials are, are. You know, used to watch it for the commercials, but now you just have memes. Before memes, children. In order to find a funny <laughs> 30 second to 10 second clip, you had to watch the Super Bowl every year. And that just became what your joke was <laughs> for that full year. They don't 
now we can get. We the, used to make the jokes about Clydesdales, and now yeah, exactly. We used to be like, we used to be like, what's up? <laughs> or like, um, God, I forgot we're, we're about dating that. ourselves. Yeah, we used to be like, and that was in the now they have porn on the internet. But you know, when I was a kid, you had to watch a Carl's Jr. ad at the Super Bowl <laughs> to even like to get anything close. To get a little uh, bit of porn, yeah, yeah. Do a little bit of porn. Never, guys. Uh, they hadn't invented porn with naked men yet at this time, so they didn't they, have you know, it. That's true. Um, but okay, that but didn't the, exist <laughs> until 2008. 2008. Ja- Jamie 2008, is 2008, so I call yeah. it. Our, our, our social media manager, Jamie, um, is going to be the one who has to make like all the memes of like our conversation, and she's going to be like, "I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about," because she's like only 24. <laughs> yeah, I want to make sure that <laughs> she'll she figure it out. 24, and there's so much more. She needs to but just go all, up in a history book. She'll figure it her. out. In all seriousness, no, like whatever. It's it's the halftime show. It's always just like who cares acts. It's like somebody from like 50 years ago, or it's like somebody like just mega ultra popular that no that I, I just don't like the black eyed peas. Like cool, I guess I'll whatever. And you get like a Travis Scott doing like a whatever. Like it, I just I don't care. It's not. It's not interesting. It's like what, like fifteen minutes? It's short. It's not particularly long. Who did Listen, the? Who did, did you did, watch who did the Shakira la- and J Lo halftime show? That one is incredible. That changed everyone's lives. To be fair, <laughs> I, I have to so. say, like, I really did enjoy two years ago. Um, the murderers row of hip hop artists. That, that was I, yeah. That was that cool one, to him. Who did last year? Uh, uh, Rihanna. Last Rihanna. I completely forgot. You know it. which one changed last everybody's lives is J T. And Janet Jackson. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Did um, you see Titty? We did yes. you see Titty? No, I, I actually titties. stepped outside. I was oh, like, I stepped outside it. during that. And then my Dang. dad comes running out of the house. He's like, there was a nip slip. I don't think he was. That, <laughs> that was actually the exact moment I became Beautiful. a lesbian. Which was really, that's yeah. how I knew I liked girls. Same. Um, Same. Okay, look. The, like I said, the halftime show, it's dumb. Every 100 years, you'll get a Prince show. And then like a bunch of crap. Who cares? It's fine. Acts. If I don't know, football's dumb. Do they still give each other concussions? Like, yes. yeah, yeah. Do they? Ever, we really need to get to a like, point where we're doing flag football. Like they're talking about, like, oh, we need to have more inclusion in, in the NFL, so we're gonna have Usher do the halftime. Like, are, do they think we're stupid yeah, or something? Like, yes. how is that Usher, going yes, to get Madeline, it's more? That they think we're stupid. How is that gonna help um, make more inclusion in football? By having a per a, a man whose hits were like we said a hundred years ago, like come on and do yeah with with Little John. He's alive still, right? Little John. I think so. Yeah, he's, he's big, alive. He's, 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 he's screaming. He's, yeah he's, the, he's big John now. He's he's um, screaming but, yeah into the ether somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, they could have. Yeah, what was the What was the last thing Usher even put out? Or do they like know the audience is predominantly millennials he, now? You know, so like Usher, they like he, Usher, he right? Has, he has new music out right now. Yeah, but he's I continued to release new music to tell you what it's called or what it sounds like yeah and it probably sounds just like every other top 40 bullshit that's out right now he tends to be this sort of chameleon over time that like caters his music style and his songwriting style to a more basic version of whatever else is out there right now that people are do kids know know, who usher is like i feel like if a kid read that article they would be like, oh my God, is the is the Super Bowl like? Do they cut their budget? They're having the Usher do the uh, halftime show. <laughs> the this Usher, year? like that's the Usher. Usher. Yeah. Oh my God, somebody give them money. I'm not sure what act. the kids know these days because I'm not a kid anymore, unfortunately. You know, um, speaking of like the homogenization of top forty radio, um, that kind of brings us to our last story, which is a reversal of that. Uh, as we all know, Olivia Rodrigo dropped her new album, her sophomore album, Guts, in September. 
and it features music that just does not sound like anything on the radio. I mean, it sounds like something that would have been on the radio 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So she's really embraced like the alt rock sound. Um, she doesn't seem to care about like what trends are or anything. I really liked it, but I want to get I want to get my finger on the pulse of all y'all. Uh, what did you think of this album? I think I want to stop listening to songs about ex boyfriends. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with it. Like that's every song every is so song, yeah. fucking good, but I get to this point where I'm like, okay, I am over listening to songs about getting a dude back, about ex boyfriend this about oh i just i just don't care i've moved on i kind of like on, the you guys uh, i'm not sad about it Aww. i, I, I kind of uh, like the double have, entendre she has there and get him back where it's like i want to get him back into my life but i want to get revenge yeah, at the same time and that's what i'm saying is she's she's taking the standpoint of like she's still pissed she's still not moved on she's still hurt and I think when I listen to music, like there was a time this year, I'm sure as all of you recall, you know, when I was just bleeding out uh, songs about like breakup and songs about, you know, getting over somebody and emotions. And I was super sad for a while there. I'm now to this point where like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not there. I've, I'm in a different setting. I'm in the, you know, band Camino. I think I like you stage of music. Mm -hmm. I'm in the, uh, actually, um, this artist, I don't know if it's pronounced was or was it's W-A-S-S. They did a cover of kiss me and it is so beautiful. Like you could cry to it. Beautiful. And you know, it's stuff like that. Like these very sentimental, like, you know, you want love in your life, kind of optimistic moving upwards. I'm not like, I love, I love Olivia Rodrigo's music, but I'm just like, I don't want to listen to a whole album crying over an ex-boyfriend. I do like all American bitch though. That, to that, that is a I great say, opener. uh, fuck it. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, I haven't listened to it, but I, <laughs> I, I, I do think there's something, um, to what you're saying, Caitlin, it does seem like there's a lot of songs about exes now in pop music, like. Somebody, even country music. Even country, like somebody. All my exes live in Texas. Well, that's a yeah. The the new <laughs> song on the radio. All my exes live in Texas. <laughs> um, but really, like I don't know. Somewhere, like somebody just said, like, oh, love songs are for simp. So you have to have like these exes and breakup songs. And I don't know. Maybe that's the Taylor Swiftification of music. But it's just. <laughs> it really just seems like that is a lot of a lot of stuff right now. Is about like, oh God, this boy and or girl and or nb ruined my life and i'm like yeah okay that's my every day but like why is every pop song about that that's kind of interesting i i think like i i agree to an extent i think like uh ex like ex-boyfriend ex-girlfriend just breakup songs are kind of evergreen because of like how universal the emotions involved with that are it may be easy to do and it may be a cop-out in certain circumstances but like lead single vampire could have just been another driver's license the song that got her on the map but just like halfway through it just like completely shifts and becomes a, a rock opera i do really like that that's the only song i've heard from the album and i really like it so i will probably check out the rest mm -hmm. for sure you gotta listen to bad idea right that's just like a breeder's a song one. from like the early 90s oh, yeah. i love the oh, yeah. breeders and speaking yeah, of I'm the a breeders, huge fan of this, I'm a huge fan of the sound of this album too. I've listened to it a couple times now, and it's uh, almost refreshing. It's kind of nice. Yeah. And speaking of the breeders, that's one of the opening acts that she is bringing on tour with her next year. And I saw that like just the wide variety of talent that she has supporting her on this tour. 
There's the breeders who, you know, for all of you Gen Zers out there, um, were one of Kurt Cobain's favorite bands. Um, they uh, they were kind of an offshoot of the Pixies, but I think, like, in my humble opinion, kind of surpassed them in a lot of ways. Yeah, do not tell Kim Deal that you said that. <laughs> she will not be happy. That she doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I just mean in like the sense that she moved on from that band when like well, well it's kind of more like she was always kind of doing her own act like her joining the Pixies was just kind of like a second thing she also did because she did also just want to make original music with like her and her sister and, and all that's what she was doing and then when she got the the Pixies gig you know that took up a lot of her time but I think that's would just be more accurately called like just two separate projects that that Kim right. Deal was involved with. Yeah, and and the the second project just made Black Francis real big mad. Yeah, uh, especially because their their like blockbuster album Last Splash outsold everything the Pixies ever did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also I, Black Francis was mad because like the most popular Pixies song when they were together was Gigantic, which she wrote and sang on, and he was like, "Oh, I hate that my song isn't popular. Let's make this band dynamic terrible forever." <laughs> And that's what happened. And that's why they broke up. But in, in in terms of being a supporting app for Olivia Rodrigo, what do you all make about like the breeders being there, about Chapel Roan, about Pink Pantherist, Remy Wolf? These are all the acts that she's bringing on. Like, what, what do we think about all this, about like maybe her taste, about maybe what this says for like live music, about popular music? Well, I'm not, I'm honestly not very familiar with the uh, openers that she selected, but I've always taken the perspective that when you go to see a headliner, you're also going to see, you know, their opener and another band that maybe you don't know and you haven't experienced yet. And being able to see a band live for the very first time you ever hear their sound gives you an opportunity to get this very raw opinion made of that band. You see how they operate, you see how they perform, you see how they sing and sound and and look, and you get this full picture of who they are as a band, seeing them live for the very first time without any knowledge of who they are. So I think that's a great opportunity for people that don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. I, I always try to see the opener. I found some really great bands just by getting there early. I was really upset the other day that I didn't get to see Charlotte Sands. Oh yeah, Charlotte, uh, we heard that you opened for the band Camino the other day. Come back on the show. We miss you. Love you, miss you. <laughs> What about Madeline, Eric? What what is your take on this? I don't know who any of those bands you mentioned are <laughs> at all. So I know the breeders a little, uh, um, but I mean, yeah, like we just Eric's talked face about. is glitching so bad right now. Is like actually glitching, or am I just making faces? You're making faces, and it's glitching, so it's like all at the same time. Um, for those of you uh, who don't know, like Remy Wolf <laughs> and Pink Panthers and Chapel Roan, these are all um the uh the stage names of solo female artists who are like coming up. They're like I think Gen Z tail end of millennials. Chapel Roan, I'm actually doing a um, print interview for Atwood Magazine uh, about. So I don't know when that drops, but it will drop soon. And stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. She's great. She just dropped her debut album. It's it's incredible. But yeah, all of them are very interesting artists who are trying a lot of new stuff in the pop realm. I, I've heard of Pink uh, Panthers. I, I haven't heard her stuff, but I, I have heard that name before. And obviously I'm uh, familiar um, with the, the breeders as I am a, a queer woman in my 30s. <laughs> So, um, I, um, 
What it sounds like to me is that we're finally, finally out of the 80s. I, every single day, it seems like we're, we're going to get out of the 80s and it's 20 more years of the 80s. Now, now, we're, finally, now we're back in the 90s. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's we're not now, a good thing. I like 90s music. I'm actually fine with that. Right. Me um, too. <laughs> but also, I see nothing wrong with the 80s, so, but it'll come back. Don't no, worry. It's, if, you, if you believe that music is cyclical, that art is kind of cyclical, that trends repeat and, and come and go, then I think this is a good uh, a good sign that that 90s music is going to be the the next i feel like it already has been for a while but like now the mainstream's kind of so i think now it's if you're a, a budding musician like i am uh, invest in 2000s music <laughs> get, ahead, the curve. get ahead of it get ahead of the curve yeah. yes start, if, start making your um, start, start do, making start your postal service again. uh Pop punk uh, postal service hybrid band. You will make a trillion dollars. <laughs> Some friends, friends of a friend actually Easy. just saw postal service in New York. I oh, was so they, they, they did a death cab in postal the service. Cab, yeah, mm-hmm. a Ben Gibbard tour. Yeah, the Ben Gibbard show. That's yeah. that's exactly what they. That's what they went and saw. I didn't get to hear about it because I don't know them. Did directly, you see? But... Um, uh, Anthony and I went to the same school. Did you see them when they when they? Yeah, uh, I actually did security for their show. Oh, that is so I cool. walked Ben Wild. Gibbard to his tour van. We won some contest. Nice. Cool guy. We like got the De- most. Death Cab came to my restaurant once. It was cool. <laughs> nice. And they played at your restaurant. <laughs> no, they ate they, pizza. They, they played around with the forks and knives. That's Aww. what they did. They played. They were. They, they played, were eating uh, pizza. Street and Fighter. And the was like, I am thinking it's a sign. Uh, <laughs> that was no, that because I because we, we went to Anthony and I went to UC Santa Barbara and we got like the most people to vote or something like that. And so because of that, like Death Cab did like a private show for our college. So I was like right there. We this, got some good artists there. We got, and that was like right after um, uh, Narrow Stairs came out. So that yeah. was like the best they would ever be. Um, so that was an amazing show. I really liked that. Yeah, we also got Interpol to come. I remember mm. that show. Mm. Wow. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, we got we got um, Ellie Golding right before she blew up. Oh, okay, damn. go. Uh, we got, Neon we Trees, got, new, new politics. We got Drake before he blew yes, up. Yes, we yeah. got Drake in night er, in two thousand nine. And mm-hmm. uh, you guys Chromeo, are so privileged. Chromeo opened for him that was so dope yeah oh man good times yeah but yes that that rounds up september we're moving into october there's a lot coming up so tell me y'all what is happening in october that you're really excited for like halloween right (laughs) i love halloween (laughs) yeah Halloween. Uh, my mom's birthday is the 29th. So excited for that. Um, Congratulations. I have like three shows that I'm going to, and I can't remember any of them at the moment. So that's, my, I guess I'm excited to go to shows. I'm going to a show in November. That's not quite October. I'm going to be seeing No Name in November. Oh, I'm excited about that. You told, nice. Yeah, you told me about her album, and it is so if good. You, if you aren't on the No Name train audience, I don't know what to tell you. Get on it. Uh, I guess my birthday is October 15th. Anthony's birthday is October 13th. Yeah, Happy so birthday to your host. The the only thing that I want for my birthday is for y'all to sign up for our Patreon. Is your two front teeth? Yeah. Also, <laughs> that's, that's that. also what I want for my birthday is for you to sign up for Anthony and Kaylin and Eric's podcast, which is Tunes and Tumblr. That's great. Please do. What am, I, what am I excited for in October? There's a few things. First of all, I found out about this show that's happening at the Empire Polo Grounds, so where Coachella happens, called Power Trip. And I, I feel like it's just old Cella part two. Several years ago, if you don't remember, like um, Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, the Who... Um, uh, Roger Waters they all put on like a three day music festival where it was just like them playing and everyone called it Old Cella 
And this one, it's the same thing. It's uh, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, and Tool. And I'm just Jesus like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's a lot of, That's <laughs> a lot of geriatric people in one place. It's, a lot of, it's more, of a, more of a metal old-timer kind right. of show. It's, more of a hard rock and edge to it. Are they going to have the volume turned down more than normal? Because uh, no. no, they're going to turn it up because we all have hearing aids now. All right. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the name. It's called Power Trip. Yeah, That's, you mentioned the name. That, oh, I did. Yeah, that checks for those acts. For sure. <laughs> Besides that, uh, Blink One Eighty Two is finally releasing their new album on the twentieth. Um, it's called One More Time. Uh, I don't know if I would say I'm excited for it. I feel like all three leading singles have been pretty mid. That's my opinion. But aren't you, know, you like the biggest Blink One Eighty Two fan right, in the world? Opinion, man. It is my opinion, and the thing is, they used to be my favorite band. So I'm always interested in seeing what they put out next. And honestly, my hot take here is that I really liked the Matt Skiba era, like when Tom left the band in like the mid to late 2010s. And I just, I like those better than the one that they put out with Tom in 2011. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. I will listen to all 17, 17 tracks of this album Jesus. and, you know, check back in. No Blink-182 album should have 17 songs. No, it shouldn't. It should, it's still, as long as it's still like 30 minutes, I will be fine. But it won't Fair. be a new a real pop punk album. Yeah. Every song under two minutes. If it was like Dude Ranch, 17 songs, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Finally, I hope this year that we get new Halloween music. Like last year, Muse put out oh. um, You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween, which I felt like was the only <laughs> still new song. Video. It's so, like, it is so campy. It's got like the, the horror podcast. organ on it. Like, I like it when Muse just kind of leads in, leans into the fact that they are a ridiculous campy band. They're so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to all the Muse scary. fans, but they're like the worst band. Yeah, I think when, when Muse realizes that they're terrible and just like leans into yeah. that they make like really fun music yeah once they're like oh we're actually the worst version of radiohead possible then yeah they make fun, <laughs> they make fun songs yeah, yeah i agree so you make me feel like it's halloween was like the last real halloween song that i feel like came out instead of like all this stuff that has like halloween adjacent lyrics that are on every playlist plus the monster mash so yeah bands artists give us some new halloween music i want some new stuff for my playlist i'll, I'll, some write, new I'll, write, spoopy a, yeah. shit. I'll write a halloween song for you yes Anthony. I'll you're write a still halloween supposed song. to write me a birthday song oh yeah I've, i actually started working on that the other day i so appreciate that. that my birthday was in august so this is <laughs> belated it's almost your birthday yeah so i'm gonna make sure i get it before my birthday at least it's been been a weird few months uh team i'll write you a halloween song i appreciate we appreciate Uh, that off in the comments what my halloween song should be about and give me some lyric suggestions i'll do it so uh (laughs) i've been trying to see more shows for artists that like i personally want to see haven't seen that are in la and it's kind of like when i saw the band camino i'd been waiting for them for their tour to make it to la it's like you check their tour dates and they're their locations they're going to and you see like oh new zealand oh like all these places in london and i'm like well i'm not gonna see them ever and then finally these bands started coming to la during the you know scheduling fall performances in la and i'm now like i've got this whole list of artists that i'm excited to see during the fall tour pass through of la so uh tuvalu is going to be at the bellwether on the 9th of october and then the next day is Mr. Wives. And supposedly, according to our interview with them during the podcast, we're supposed to be getting backstage passes so that we can Ooh. hang with them. But you, you got to remind me lucky. to just reach out to their management. Oh, I will, Anthony. Okay, I good. will. 
I expect my ticket in the mail too. <laughs> Can we All get right. five tickets to this show? No, six. <laughs> Pizza <laughs> wants to come too. Okay. Uh, and then Janelle Monet is going to be at the YouTube oh, theater oh on the 18th. And like, Hell yeah. again, it's like, so. these are just artists that I like would really want to see live. Like I've already seen Tuvalu at uh, Bottle Rock. She performed and I actually cried during a couple of her songs because they're so raw and so real and so um, applicable to the experience as a woman that I've gone through in my life with body image, with relationships and, uh, you know, seeing an artist in a little bit more of a, an intimate setting. I mean, the bellwether isn't going to be intimate by any means, but more so than bottle rock festival was, uh, I, I just, I want to be there and I want to dance my ass off and see her titties again. Uh, (laughs) that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think that, you know, we have a lot like maybe October is going to be like a, a good way to like move into the latter part of the year. I feel like 2023 has kind of been a wash mostly, but, yep. you know, we have one and a half more seasons. Let's freaking do it. I think we can. <laughs> si se puede. I just saw that boy genius are playing nope. Halloween. It's like, no way I'll be able to afford that. I can't, but that'd be so cool. Eric, I, I said it. I'm not taking You're it not back. You're not doing that. I said you it. should because that's not appropriate. <laughs> what? I've totally missed that. What happened? I said, see, oh. we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me on our monthly roundtable episode. Before we close up the bar, is there anything like Madeline that you want to plug personally? Is there any lingering thoughts that y'all have about the month we just finished or about the month that we're going into? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here to, to plug my, uh, my, my new single try, which is on Bandcamp at, uh, Madeline May. Uh, it's kind of my first really professional release. I've had demos, um, with, um, Inkblot, my old band, which I am, uh, I don't really show people for, uh, <laughs> various reasons. Um, so I am trying to start from scratch as a solo artist and I'm really happy with how this one came out. It's kind of a, a trip hop, uh, electronic thing, which is for me very different because most of the stuff I write is like, uh, indie alt rock, um, kind of stuff. So please, uh, check that out. If you like it, give a dollar to, to buy the song and show your, your friends. I'm really, uh, also it was produced by my, uh, friend Trevor McMahon. So a uh, shout out to him as well. Cause he did an amazing job. Uh, uh, putting the the record together. Hell yeah, yeah. And we got an advanced copy like before it got released, and it's a lot of fun. So I've been working on it for like a year. Yeah, on and off. <laughs> so Listeners, it's been a long time. Go check it out. Thank you all once again. And thank you for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. And if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link to our Patreon, which we have been plugging. Check that out because we've got a lot of fun perks on there if you'd like to support the pod. So please, please, please check it out. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Fransblau. All our digital content is managed by Jamie Khan. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time. Cheers. 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 Oh, you didn't time that right. Cheers. 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 It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 